Hey, hey, this is episode two of the H-Dog Pod. I'm your host, Michael the Hound Dog Harrison. Thank you for joining me. And I got to tell you, setting up a podcast and the audio and getting everything correct with the, the soundboard and the mixing and all that stuff, that's overwhelming. There's a lot more goes into it than you'd think. Uh, episode one, pretty good. Uh, the audio was a little bit off. I thought sometimes, yes, you have to be self-critical. And I definitely very much that. I, I'm actually quite hard on myself. But you, know, you got to improve. You got to look at the, the different things you did and hopefully improve and get better. And that's definitely what I'm striving to do on this podcast. So very, very thankful for uh, Michael uh, Tumam Dewong, uh, my former uh, co-host on the Going For Broke podcast. He helped me uh, with some audio issues. And as well, some of you from the Jay and Dan who, uh, show who, uh, who watched that may know Nabesy Grant, uh, the audio guy, the top notch, best in the biz. He very much helped me uh, getting this audio. I hope uh, much better and you can actually hear it a little bit better. So thank you so much for those guys and uh, I'm very much appreciative to be able to bring you this podcast. So without further ado, let's get cracking. One of my favorite stories that's ever happened to me is getting my haircut at my old stomping grounds. I used to live uh, in the east end of Toronto, the Danforth Coxwell area. And I would always go to the same hairdressers. I've been there, going there for like 10 years. Even though I'm out of the area now, I still go to these same really nice, sweet old ladies. And I go there to get my hair cut all the time. They're just the best. It's relatively cheap as well. So I continue to go there. So a few months ago, uh, this is a, just early in September, uh, I actually went there to get my, obviously, to get my hair did. And the woman recognized me because I've been there several different times. I never make an appointment. I just show up. Whoever's there will get my haircut done, usually pretty quickly. And it's actually called Eclipse on Danforth and Woodbine. Shout out. And so I went in there, and the woman, I guess, I'm assuming mistook me for someone else. But she asked me when I got in the chair. She goes, oh, so how's your daughter doing? And I'm like, uh, I'm thinking in my head, like, uh, unless I have some daughters that I, or some children I'm unaware of, which I hope that isn't the case. I don't have a daughter. So instead of being like a normal human being and immediately saying like, oh, no, 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 you're mistaken. You must be mixing me up with someone else. What did I do? I said, oh, uh, yeah, no, she's uh, she's doing okay. She's doing fine. Immediately, I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. What have I done? What have I done here? She kept asking me different questions. Oh, because it was, like I said, early September. She was like, oh, she must be loving the first day of school. And I'm like, yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Not bad, not bad. In my, in my head, I'm squirming. I'm thinking, oh, my God, what do I have to do here to get out of this conversation? So I was trying to say all sorts of different things about the summer and different things I was doing. This woman must have been like, this guy is an absolute jerk off. This guy is is brutal. He's not talking about his daughter at all. What's what's going on with this guy? So we can finally get done. I, I was able to uh, MacGyver my way out of that conversation and start talking about golf or something probably, which again, she probably was like, uh, that's weird. So then I, I, I sent out a tweet. I said uh, of this happening, can I ever go back to this place again? So of course, this, the sadistic side of me wanted to find out. So I went back two months later in uh, November Unfortunately, she wasn't there. I wasn't able to see. I just got one of the other nice ladies. She cut my hair. It's all good. So the question is, do I tempt fate a second time and go back? I really want to sort of see what would happen. I, I'm probably, oh, definitely, I'm a glutton for pun- punishment on this one. I just would be really, really funny to see what, what she says and, and me try to extricate my, my way out of the conversation. Why didn't I just, why wasn't I just a normal human being and say, oh, you mustn't, you got me mistaken. Maybe I was talking about my uh, my nieces and nephews, perhaps that she was thinking I had kids, or uh, like I said, most likely it was someone else that she was thinking of. 
I need to go back there. I need to go back there and see what happens just to possibly have great podcast material because it'd be so much fun. Of course, as being the H-Dog pod, Hound Dog on Golf, plus other diatribes, and it'd be remiss not to talk about Tiger Woods making his 2020 PGA Tour debut. I want to go back to one of the most ridiculous, overblown, uh, ludicrous theories about why Tiger Woods isn't the way he used to be. Of course, there was a scandal a decade ago uh, with his wife uh, chasing him with a with an iron because he cheated on her, all that. Of course, you've all heard the story. It's not uh, worth repeating. But the point is, everyone said after that moment, oh, Tiger Woods isn't good anymore. What's happened to Tiger Woods? He's not a good golfer because of the scandal. And that is absolutely, completely false. That's not the case at all. The main issue for Tiger Woods was the injuries, or the accumulation of injuries over many, many years. People forget in 2013, three years after that, he got back to number one player in the world. He won five times, including the Players' Championship. It's No, he didn't win any majors in that time frame, which, of course, a lot of people just think of that's the only thing that happens in golf is majors. Obviously, you want to win the majors, but there's more stuff going on. Tiger Woods got back to number one on the player in the world in 2013. So clearly, the reason it wasn't because of the scandal that brought him down is because of the injuries, the ACL, the back injuries, the knee, all these different inju- accumulation of injuries over time. That's what's done him in. And of course, another th- couple of things that no one really mentions all that much. In 2006, his father passed away. That was his confidant. He was the one that kept him in the straight and narrow. You could tell he was very emotional when he won the 2006 British Open a month later, you know, crying on Stevie Williams' shoulder after winning his caddy because of, of his father. So w- without having his father keeping him on the straight and narrow, that had an effect as well in his life. But the other one was the 2009 PGA Championship. Going into that final round, he led, and he was 14 for 14 going into the final round of majors, converting them into victories. But he didn't do it that day. Why Yang beat him. The only golfer to ever do that in major to beat Tiger when he led going into the final round. And I think that moment, Tiger Woods went, whoa, I could be beaten? And the rest of the field went, whoa, I could beat Tiger Woods? That's very, very rarely talked about. The massive amount of it was the injuries. Yes, there were, without question, the scandal played a part in it. Why Yang beating him, no doubt, played a part in why Tiger Woods wasn't as dominant. But I just hate the low-hanging fruit of what people have always said. Oh, it's a scandal. Oh, that's why he's not good. No, he, again, he got back to number one player in the world again in 2013. He won five times. The scandal had an effect for a while. Of course it did. The reason Woods wasn't as good was because of the many, many injuries. And I always knew. I always said, if, and it was a, ma- it was a massive, massive if. I will, ge- I will grant you that. I said, if Tiger Woods could ever get healthy again, he will win a major. And I swear I said that for years. Anyone who knows me can, can vouch for that. The guy was the number one player in the world. He was dominant, the greatest golfer of all time. You don't think that he could be, not consistently. I'm not going to say he's going to win a bunch of majors. In fact, I actually predict he will not win a major this year. I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll delve more into that in future podcasts as well. Actually, I wanted to, in the future, I want to discuss this on a podcast. If you were to take him out of those 15 majors that he won and pick the guy who was the runner-up, to win that major and gave him the victory. How many more majors would Ernie L say have, or how many more majors would Retief Goosen have or VJ Singh? So we'll discuss that in a future podcast. But yes, Tiger Woods main, main reason why he wasn't as great was because of the injuries, not the scandal. Last podcast, I said I hadn't watched episode two of the bachelor yet, which I really, really wish I, I had because it, brought to us one of the greatest moments in the history of life not just television the greatest moments in the history of life go on the google webs and the the twitter machines and all that stuff and find it it's kelsey opening up a bottle of champagne and as she tried to pop this champagne open 
It bursted all over her face, the champagne. Yes, this reality show is often scripted. I am pretty damn sure you cannot script the champagne bottle blowing up in her face. It was absolutely comedy gold. So fast forward to this next episode, episode three that just happened. And there's a little bit of uh, her and Hannah arguing, but primarily the episode focused around Alea, a former beauty pageant. All of a sudden, she hadn't really done a whole lot in the first couple episodes. She became this big villainous. Everyone hated her. Well, specifically Sydney hated her. Or at least Sydney was the only one to call her on her stuff, saying she's very phony. She's very fake. Her voice goes up a few octaves when uh, she's talking to Peter, all this stuff. And then this is the thing I really want to key on on. These women are like, oh, yeah, once the camera comes on, she becomes a different person. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, time out, time out. Hold the phone. Which one of you ladies doesn't become a little bit different and a little bit more on guard when the cameras turn on? They're just trying to fan the flames and get her out of the show, probably. So they're trying to, like, pile on her and get her off Peter's radar. And, oh, yeah, she's, she's different when the cameras come on. Every single person is different when the cameras come on. Let's, let's, not, let's call a spade a spade. Really? Really? Come on. Spoiler, if you haven't seen the episode, I will say a spoiler right now. Make sure you, you pause for a second. And then, of course, listen a few seconds after this. She was eliminated from the episode. However, it looks like she's going to come back next episode, maybe wreak some havoc. Will she actually stay on the show? Probably not. Also, in my pre-show uh, picks, I made a, a pick two, three women women to win with my buddies, Warch and uh, Eric at work. Already one of them is gone. And I picked uh, Victoria, the wrong Victoria, not the blonde, the, the brunette one that seems to be on thin ice. And the Canadian McKenna looks like my picks aren't going to be good. I'm already rattled. I'm rattled to pick the wrong Victoria because the Victoria that I'm talking about that I did pick in the next episode, she's going to go on a date. And on that date is going to be a singer. Wow, that's beautiful, romantic, all oh, great singer. That's amazing. That singer is going to be her ex-boyfriend. What's his name? Some Chase guy? I don't know. I don't know anything about music or musicians, but some guy that she used to date is now going to be the guy who's going to be singing on their date. Talk about awkward. And what are the odds? Unbelievable odds that this girl used to date the singer and now he's going to be there for her date. Oh, incredible. What are the chances? Unbelievable. Knock me over with a, what's the expression? Knock me over with a lead balloon. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up at this point. Bang. So I'm wondering if this has ever happened to you guys. This happened to me a few days ago. I was talking to my parents, and and my dad goes, oh, I saw this picture of you on Instagram, and you had a beard. And I'm I'm thinking, what? I haven't had a a post a picture of me with a beard in quite some time. What are you talking about? And this became this like 10-minute discussion on trying to figure out what this picture was. And I was so lost, so confused. And turns out the picture was something that was posted by me like nine months ago when the Maple Leafs lost in the playoffs. And I said something like hashtag mood Maple Leafs. And I was I had a dour look on my face. Good word. Of course, I couldn't figure out like what picture are you referring to? Eventually, finally, he was able to get the locate the, the picture and tell me about it. But then my mom said, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I saw a picture of you with a beard, but you were smiling with, with headphones on. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just posted a picture recently when I started this podcast of me with headphones on and I was smiling. But I didn't have a beard in the picture. So I was like, wait a minute. Are they Frankensteining photos uh, together? Uh, uh, thinking uh, or misremembering photos that they saw? Thinking, And apparently on one of them, the caption said something like, a face only a mother can love. The, the caption wasn't there at all. Never saw that whatsoever in either, either one of those photos. However, that is correct. Sad. So it's like, wait, what are you guys talking about? So basically the point I'm making is, has this ever happened where people... Well, first of all, have you ever seen... Uh, a photo nine months ago pop up in your Instagram feed. I know he doesn't have a lot of followers, my or he does not following a lot of people, my dad. So maybe the possibility is 
They're showing old random photos. I honestly have no clue, but it was so so hilariously frustrating trying to decipher what this photo was. Not everybody is that totally tech savvy, uh, social media savvy. So they're also trying to figure out how to send the photos and and show me ones. And I was sending, okay, to my mom, I said, are these the two photos you're referring to? Of course, for some reason, those didn't get through to her phone. And it was just this massive, hilarious, ridiculous, frustrating ordeal to try to get this photo and to figure out what this photo was, which I still don't, to be honest, fully understand what the photo was because there was still no caption, a face only a mother can love. Not only can I not figure this out, which is frustrating, but then the sick burn on me as well. Yikers. <sighs> so I'm not going to lie to you. Actually, I am going to lie to you. Because last episode I said, I am not going to discuss politics on this, on this podcast anymore. It's ridiculous. They're so dumb. News for the most part. Don't watch it. Don't pay attention to it. 99% of it is absolute junk. It's awful. It's negative. It's it's brutal to hear these stories, obviously, outside, out in the world horrendous but some things you can't avoid politics you can't avoid totally and I, I straight up lied to you i said i would never discuss politics on this podcast well i lied because the most one of the more stupidest stories i've ever ever heard in my entire life came a couple days ago when justin trudeau in, in winnipeg decided not to purchase tim horton's donuts but to, to purchase donuts from a, a local uh, bakery that it was a bit more expensive so people online got their butt hurt. Oh, what a sh- what a shocker! People online on Twitter getting their butt hurt, and they're tweeting. I swear, people, it's their job to actually troll. Like it's literally, it's their actual job is to try to uh, infuriate people and stir up a hornet's nest for different parties. Like I, I, I guarantee you, that has to be the case. Because who cares? It's donuts, and then people are like, "Oh, you're using taxpayer money to be able to spend more money on the on these donuts, not getting the cheaper Tim Hortons donuts." Which, by the way, Tim Hortons not Canadian owned. People were 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 chastising Trudeau. I don't understand. Like it's so dumb. It's donuts. It's not like he was buying a million dollar purchasing something for a million dollars when he could have had it for ten bucks, a few dollars more. Does it really really matter? Donuts. It's not a big deal. And that's a, it, that's actually funny as well compared to American politics and what's going on with the uh, impeachment and stuff. Our biggest uh, concern is our prime minister is eating donuts. Oh, that's the worst thing in the world. Why do I bring up donuts? And why do I bring up politics, even though I said I wouldn't do that? It's basically an excuse. Essentially, it's all an excuse to use this, perhaps, the greatest clip in the history of clips. That was, of course, Jim Schoenfeld giving it to referee Don Koharski. Didn't agree with the call. Led to absolute comedy gold. Wow. 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 It's amazing I got this deep into the podcast and I still haven't even discussed Curb Your Enthusiasm, the premiere, which uh, began last Sunday. It was pretty, pretty, pretty good. I don't want to give away any spoilers. I don't want to say, uh, you know, what's going on this season. Although Larry David did say that this is uh, his favorite storyline arc. And after the first episode, if it's going the way it seemed like it's going to go, the storyline arc, I absolutely concur. It seemed like it's going to be absolutely amazing. Don't want to give too much away, but I will just say this. If you haven't watched Kerber Enthusiasm, and you, and you don't have to have watched Seinfeld uh, in, in order to enjoy the show, I actually watched Kerber Enthusiasm first and then went back and watched the, all nine seasons. I think it is nine seasons of Seinfeld. This is one I bought. DVDs like a year before Netflix became a thing. I just got in this crazy heater of buying tons and tons of TV shows on DVD. Then, like I said, a year later, Netflix became a thing. That was not the smartest. Well, it wasn't a dumb decision at the time, but unfortunately, it didn't didn't, um, pan out so well because I wasted a lot of money. 
But yeah, I, I watched Curb Enthusiasm first, then watched Seinfeld later. So you don't need to have watched Seinfeld to like Curb. In particular, season six and forward, you have Leon came in on, uh, in on episode two of season six. And this character might honestly be the greatest character in the history of TV. Recency bias, uh, hyperbole, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little, like I said, but not a whole lot. He's absolutely amazing. Curb Enthusiasm, so, so funny. And it's because it's so relatable. There's situations that happen on that show. You're like, yes, that happens to me all of the time. It drives me crazy. And that's why the show is good. We're winding down this episode of the podcast, and I still haven't discussed the San Francisco 49ers and Kansas City Chiefs uh, impending Super Bowl, which is uh, happening uh, Sunday, February 2nd. We'll discuss that more on the next episode of the pod. Uh, definitely delve more deeply into that game. I hate the, uh, the NFL, how they have two weeks between the NFC and AFC title games and the Super Bowl for the absolutely horrendous Pro Bowl that nobody cares about, yet somehow the ratings are pretty good. I still don't understand that. I think the Pro Bowl ratings are actually higher than the World Series ratings, which is hilarious to think about. I'll actually talk more about this, uh, the Chiefs and the Niners. Not totally unexpected that those teams steamrolled to get to the Super Bowl uh, against the Titans and the Packers. I wish, uh, obviously, I wish Seattle was playing against the Niners. I still think Seattle would have lost, but they would have given the Niners much more of a run for their money. Green Bay just got stomped. Seattle, both games against the Niners this year, came down all the way to the last play. Seahawks winning the first one, of course. The Niners winning by inches in the second one. That would have been a better NFC title game. San Francisco still would have won, probably, but it would have been better than the the, uh, the the effort that Green Bay put out. We'll discuss that more on the next episode of the H-Dog Pod. Thank you so much for listening, and follow us on the social media channels, H-Dog Pod. And uh, let's make this interactive. Give me some comments and feedback, what you guys want to see on the show, what you don't want to see, so on and so forth. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure. Talk to you soon. Bang.